you, you can't really rely on the algorithm. The algorithm only gives you so much. It only takes you so far. If you're fully committed and dedicated to the algorithm, you are going to miss sales. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Bots and Business Podcast. I'm Travis Stevenson. This is Trent. Um, today, we're going to be talking about an extension of our last podcast. I actually like doing these as like a series of audios that if you pick them up and video, but if you pick them up uh, any time in between, you're not gonna get lost. It's like watching a TV show where you can pick it up halfway through the season and keep going. Those are my favorite types of TV yeah. shows. I want one of those because I always miss episodes. Handmaid's Tale actually was one of those for Ooh, me. It's a good I, show, I got in halfway. Uh, so on today's episode, I wanna talk to you guys about the importance of getting off algorithms. So in our in our last sort of rebirth of the show, we talked about off getting off algorithms. So we talked about algorithm to inbox. So that was one of the big sort of uh, overarching themes. Now, because that's the direction we're going as a business, I want to talk more about the importance of getting off algorithm because I think here's what's going to happen. There's two people that are listening and watching ideally to this uh, show. And on one end, you're a business owner. You want to make more money for your business you realize, okay, I think I could use what they're teaching. Why do I need to go and get off the algorithm? I've spent so much time getting followers on the algorithm. Why do I now want to spend time getting them off? Um, and then the other side of that is going to be the people who potentially want to either start a side hustle and or want to run an agency or have an agency, and they want to offer this as a service to their clients. You're watching this going, okay, when I'm talking to a potential client, what am I saying to them to convince them to allow me to do this in reference to off of the algorithm into the inbox? So now we want to help you build that argument. So that's going to be today. Uh, and I can't think of a better place to start than our conversation we were having, I think it was yesterday, about the guy who got banned from Instagram for oh, a day. Like the shadow ban. Yeah. yeah. The And and. So one of the reasons you have to get off of Instagram is regardless of how clean your content is, it's like, it's like insurance. Honestly, having an email list and an SMS list, like being able to use platforms like Chatmatic to get your Instagram and Facebook audience off of the algorithm channels and into a, an inbox, email, SMS, and DM, uh, it, it works a lot like insurance. A lot of people are going to see it and be like, I don't want that. I don't, I don't think I need it. I'm making enough money doing this. And that might be true. Um, but one insurance reason is what if, you know, and it's like what I not buckling was, your seatbelt. I feel fine. It must've been yesterday. Cause what I thought was really interesting and not to go on a bit of a tangent here, but, um, that setting where you mm -hmm. like hide sensitive material or what they deem as sensitive. Yeah. So without even getting into a political debate about this, Instagram is known for let's say hiding uh, certain content. And that certain content lately in the last year and a half has been political based. One party has been a little bit more silenced than the other. Um, and it's kind of widely known that the, the owners of these platforms don't agree with that side. So you could see why that's happening. So what Instagram did to make it acceptable that they do this is they created a brand new setting called sensitive material. And by default, most of you guys don't know this, by default, you are already on limited sensitive material. So if they deem an influencer, a brand, anyone 
as sharing sensitive content and you are on the limited setting, which you can change inside of your Instagram account. If you're on the limited setting, you're not seeing their stuff, even if you like them. So I was sitting at lunch with these guys the other day and I was like, hey, did you know this setting existed? They went into their phone and you were both limited. Yeah, right? you would think there'd be some sort of notification about that, but nope. and maybe I just missed it. If there, there isn't was. one. There wasn't one. The CEO went on his page and said something, but like that's it. It's like how you got. So they instantly had guy. this way of of decreasing certain people's reach. So this was yesterday. One of the guys uh, that that talks about sensitive material. It's not really sensitive. Um, he's just let's say it. He's conservative and he's you know voices that, but he's not like against anybody he just is pro let's let's go with an easy phrase more freedom right in, yeah. in his politics and um he said he's been getting a lot of messages in the last three weeks about hey I'm, I'm not seeing your stuff i'm literally i love your stuff i'm just not seeing it and he said he found out about that filter so here's the thing if you live on the algorithm and instagram decides to make another feature another like what's what's to stop them and, and, and I'm, I'm being serious Let's say you're in the fashion space. You're in the female fitness fashion space. And you post women in their fitness outfits, which, you know, it's not 1920s anymore. They're working out in... But it could be sensitive. That's what I'm saying. But what if they end up creating a new filter called uh, body, the body comfortability filter of some kind or like anti-shaming filter? Anybody who has white teeth... Your pictures get put in the filter because you're making me feel bad. Guys, this sounds ridiculous. But it's so true. It I've had ridiculous. ads denied in the past because it was using non, I forget what it is, non-all-inclusive wording. When I said, I had a picture of somebody with white teeth, and I was showing a teeth whitening product. I was like, you want whiter teeth? And they said, you cannot show a picture of somebody with white teeth because it makes somebody who might not have white teeth feel bad about themselves, so they won't put it on the platform. Isn't that the whole, kind of the whole point of the it's, ad? I'm, yeah, <laughs> but then here, it goes to the next level, and they're very sensitive about this. The next level of that is, now you show somebody who's in shape, and you're showing that ad to somebody on their newsfeed, and you find somebody who's not in shape, now you're fat shaming. It's... That's where it's, that's the, where it's at now. So It is the world that we live in, so you But can't. if you rely on the algorithm... And now your in-shape model girl, your super buff, big, jacked guy, I'm uncomfortable with your content. Instantly, Instagram can make a feed. So now you're not selling as many programs or not selling You're not as reaching many as many people unless they turn off the sensitive filter, shoots. which none of us, none of you, nobody Didn't knows know. about. And it's actually like four steps into your profile. You have to go to your profile, then settings, and then like account, and then Like I would have unrestricted. never gone No there. way. Just no way. Naturally, I would. And like, not it's known. so many steps. I don't remember it, and I did it yesterday. So it's not like it's going to be an easy thing. So you'll be seeing more people that you follow on Instagram talking about this and asking you to remove that filter. Um, or there, you know, what's funny? The other way of the filter is restrict more content. There was that option where you can actually make it more restrictive. I bet you, because this is a political thing, I bet you somebody from the other side of the aisle is going to be like, "Hey, this person's asking you to turn off the filter." I'm asking you to put it on harder because you don't want to see their stuff. Yeah. I, I'm telling you guys. If you don't want to see their stuff, then don't unfollow follow them. them. Unfollow them. Simple. That is the weird part. But regardless, that's reason number one. You don't know when you are going to, as a business, fall into one of these new filters. Um, entrepreneurs, talking about money, there's other people in the world that don't have it. You make them feel bad. 
All of a sudden, now you talking about how much money you make, you flaunting your car, you doing your thing, it's not inspirational anymore. Now it becomes hate speech, and they're going to limit that. I'm telling you, I know it sounds ridiculous, it, but it like does. it already exists in some ways on Facebook. Don't be surprised, and we're already seeing stage one of it, sensitive material. What do they deem sensitive? And that's the thing. They can put whatever they want under that umbrella. And who are you to tell me what's sensitive? What if white teeth is sensitive? What if what if a good fit person is now sensitive material, right? It's like instead of in a world where you can choose who you follow, they've got the algorithm so pegged. They're like, no, 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 no. Don't let them choose who they follow. Let them follow everybody so it grows the platform, but don't show everybody their content. So reach is going to go down. If you live on an algorithm, your reach could at any moment go up, go down, most likely going to go down unless well, yeah, you're that's... like hopping on a brand new trend. Like right now, reels is a big trend. If you're hopping on that, you might your reach might go up, but it's still going to randomly on occasion go down. Or if you align yourself with what Instagram and Facebook deem as... As non-sensitive, essentially, their yeah. Viewpoint. Yep. And and I mean that's just with any social media network. Same thing with YouTube. Same thing with Facebook. Same thing with Instagram. Same thing with Google. Look yep. at look at search results, man. If you like, depending on what you're looking for, uh, and this this runs the gamut, like completely across the board. It doesn't matter the material. If you're in line with their views, they're going to prioritize your results. Um, and so, living on an algorithm means that you are literally at the whim and at the disposal of the platform that you're on. You can't, that's not, that's not like, I can't factor that into my tomorrow. I can't be like, okay, yeah, things are going great. We're on this great positive trajectory. Tomorrow, algorithm change, boom. Just take your business out. Well, my reach goes down in half. Yeah, if you're an influencer, yep. e-commerce store is solely based on the algorithm. 100%, well, boom. not even solely, like if you're, if you're, on the algorithm and you're so and you're majority dependent on it, then a majority of your sales are gone. If you're majority dependent on ads and you lose ads, you're majority like held back at that point. That's why it's so important to have a list that you control and that you manage. And it should be the most important thing in all in, in all of business. It's the most important thing that I've done in 12 years. As you are promoting something, as you are building something, as you're generating sales, if you're not building your list in that sequence, in that funnel, in that project, that means that you've, in a way, you've wasted a significant amount of potential dollars, like money that goes to the website. You send people to the website, they don't buy. And we've talked about that before, but understanding that not only are you losing traffic that doesn't buy, you're losing traffic that when the algorithm changes, they no longer show your stuff. You're losing traffic that when the algorithm changes, even if it's not to like take out anybody, they just change it like they did a month ago. So three weeks ago, they installed a new filter. A month ago, they altered it from the CEO coming out and said, we're no longer a photo sharing app. So now if you're a photo sharing primary person on the algorithm, they're not featuring you as much. It's crazy because that's what Instagram started. Started off of, but they wanted to evolve it. 10 years ago or whenever it started, that was it's all pictures. It literally, they wanted to evolve it into the thing of the future to compete with TikTok. They're going to focus on reels. So if you, if you make content for reels, you're going to get more exposure. Now where that makes it really difficult is let's say you're a photographer who doesn't know how to do reels. I think photographer in this case, mostly because Instagram kind of started with photographers. That's, like that's what it was. That was who grew the platform and gave the inspiration of like, wow, I want to go on the platform and see yep. it. So 
now you're a photographer, but you didn't invest all this last few years in understanding reels and, and the equipment that you might need, which again, it can be on a phone, but like, I know I don't know how to make reels that well that fall into the right space. Uh, or you don't want to be an actor on camera, essentially. Uh, now you're in a tough spot because now your photos aren't being shared as far. Now you want to come out and you want to sell your workshop. You want to come out and sell your how to photograph a wedding and make six figures a year. You want to sell something to, you know, add on to your income. It's not going to reach as many people. You're not going to make as much money. It literally is that simple. Now let's go back. Let's say six months before all these changes, you decided to start building a list. Now, when you release your course, you've got 10,000, 15,000, 30,000 people that you can email and notify. Um, that's one of the reasons it's insanely important. Another reason is because also in that same filter of sensitive material, let's say you wanted to start a business that you sell shirts that have sensitive material on them. It might not, maybe your pictures aren't sensitive, but the actual items that you're selling are referencing sen something sensitive. Do their algorithms have something that looks 100%. At like what's on the actual Oh, absolutely. The Dude, there's, their algorithms I mean, are so sense, good but that now... If you put any word that deals with like the whole COVID-19 thing, it instantly puts a, a banner that. on yeah, it. Yeah, I see that. that. And you don't even have to have like the word COVID-19. You could literally have like an abbreviation for the word vaccine and it'll, boom, it's on there. And it's like their, their algorithm is insane. So yes, they're outlining all of the material on the items that you post, in the items that you post. It's going to change where your, where your reach goes. So, um, now let's say you want to sell one of those. If you had a list, you could transition them, right? Like if I get a list because they want to hear about X, that's like, that's okay to sell. Uh, let's just use, for example, um, natural healing remedies, right? If, if, if a natural healing remedy is, is approved on Instagram and I get a big following on Instagram for that, like maybe they call it like a vitamin D, mm -hmm. right? But I can't post my CBD because they don't like that. But if I build my email list, I can email that list, which is already now interested in natural healing products. I can now hit them up every day with CBD. I can text them every day with CBD. Yeah. But as long as it's not in their channel of Instagram and Facebook, I'm okay. So you use the, the, you know, the vessel, so to speak, you use Instagram, you use Facebook, what they're giving you. And you say, look, I'm going to now build my list so that I can promote what I want. And I do that in my email. I do that in SMS. And now you can actually promote other products that might not be approved, or you can promote other businesses in general that might not be, uh, I don't want to say approved. I don't want you to like go black hat and start like yeah. promoting fraud, but like legit, you, you, you have to live in their rules. Otherwise, if you don't take a step out and say, how do I get out of this? So what I wanted to talk about and we'll go over this, like we've done this a bunch and, and he's seen sort of behind the scenes on how I do this. I want to share stuff with you guys that I know works for me. Um, this individual Instagram stuff, I know it's going to work, although I don't have a big enough Instagram to be like, hey, you got a million followers? Here's my million follower case study. I don't have that, but I know. We'll get it. I, I not only do I know we'll get it, I know at my 8,000, 9,000, you know, my followers I know that I'm going to be able to turn them into this, but I wanted to give you guys an example of, all right, Travis, okay, got it. 
I'm going to use automated messages. I'm going to put DM me, you know, surprise in my profile. I'm going to do swipe ups. I'm going to drive people into these Instagram sequences. I'm going to collect their email. I'm going to collect their SMS. I'm going to build my list. I'm going to make a VIP list, right? We've got a bunch of these different campaigns that we do. Now I've got an email list. Now what? I think that's where a lot of people get like lost is when you're describing it to somebody who's used to living on the algorithm, they're like, well, they look at it as like the same kind of business mindset that they would have for their own Instagram channel. Like, oh, so I got to post all the time, like send three or four emails a day. Like it, they don't have that reference of knowing what do I do in an email because they're not marketers. Are we talking about an influencer right now? Because I feel like that's probably- Could be really anybody. I mean, yeah. a business might have some aspect of email, but like influencer, somebody whose primary business development happened on Instagram or somebody that- a business, a company that's put a lot of effort into growing Instagram. Either way, you know, that focus is one thing. When you get into email, it shifts to a totally different idea. Yeah. And I think obviously influencers make their money on two different sides. Maybe they have their own brand, they have their own apparel, whatever it may be, or they promote brands, other people's uh, stuff. plural. Most they of brands, them have yeah. brands. Yeah. Or they promote other somebody people's. else's stuff. Yep. And and a good example for that is the the gaming niche. I was I was looking into the gaming niche for a little while. There's a lot of gamers on Instagram, popular ones, like big ones. And then there's also meme pages on Instagram that are all gamers. They're just sharing clips of other guys. They've got five hundred thousand followers. Yep. And I'm like, okay, so you're a gamer. You've you're a gamer meme page, let's say. So it's not a personality. How do you make money? Well, Usually what? selling somebody shout outs to other people yes. or, or other people's merch. I know a guy that makes like 10 grand a month or maybe just slightly less than that because gamers come to him. Like, can you share right. my, my clip and like for a thousand bucks? Can you shout me out? Yeah. yeah. So you can share, you can sell your rates. Now that's one way. And that is what I would call true arbitrage, right? You've built something or you've acquired something and all you're doing is reselling it, right? Mm. That's arbitrage. There's another, so number one, one way could be, what if you built your own affiliate marketing list and you started promoting gaming CPA offers? Like there's offers out there right now, no joke, for an app, an app download, they'll pay $10. Every time somebody downloads the app, 10 bucks, and it's like a video game app. Like uh, like the League of Legends or whatever they are, the ones where it's like a little castle and you like build stuff and they're like of clans. and they and they come and attack you and then you go blow them up. I've yeah. seen the I've seen the commercials a ton. Um, I I I've not had one on my phone, but I thought about it. Um, <laughs> I I only have kids games on my phone for the kids. When I go to a restaurant, I can if they start to scream, I can give them like a little put the triangle in the triangle hole. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I'm I'm thinking like okay, you you're a gamer. Um, you go to the CPA platform and you're like, hey, I'll, I'm going to promote that game. You can promote it on your Instagram feed and you can get downloads. But what you can also do is be like, yo, I get inside deals on some of the best new games. If you want to get my reviews and you want to get inside information when these are available, we'll send you a new game every week that you should be checking out that we think is going to pop. Every week you SMS them, yo, this is the new, go, new game, go download it. You got 10,000 people, 20,000 people, 30,000 people. Every week, you're deliberately hitting them with a text message for a new game. Uh, this is where the thousand true fans things come from. If you're a gamer meme page and you've got a thousand, pe- ten thousand people on a, a SMS list, and a thousand of them buy every game for you from you, and you make ten dollars per download, you make ten grand a week. Yeah. And we're not talking about massive numbers. You can find a brand new game every friggin' week, and then you cross over. Guess what most gamers have? 
I found this out. Pets. Guess what else you can sell? Chewy subscriptions. Oh, you're saying like pets? Like, like pets dogs. in general. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could also sell Chewy subscriptions. You could also sell gamer chairs. You can also sell headphones. You can also go on AliExpress and create your own store of headphones, gamer sunglasses, and gamer hand joystick. What do, you what do you gather call? that info in a sequence. Run them through a DM. Right. What do you have? What don't do you, you have? Do you have yep. a pet? Like, mm-hmm. okay, have you, have you heard about these headphones? Now you can micro-target. Post them in the story. Get them in there. But what, uh, the the, the long, short version of that mm-hmm. is, doesn't matter what your niche is, doesn't matter what your area is, you can make more money by having this list. And like you said, most of them make money in two different ways. So now if I'm a gamer and you come to me and you're like, yo, um, can you shout me out? Give me a thousand bucks. I'll say, no problem. That's my shout out rate. But for 1500 I'll text my text message list and also tell them to do it. So now it's not just algorithm. I'll get you my best 10,000 followers. Regardless of whether or not the post resonates with them and they see it in the algorithm, I've got these 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. I'll also send them an email. I'll send them an email directly to my clip so that now we get more people to see that clip. Or directly to your Twitch account or whatever. I mean, if you're a smart influencer, I would definitely go direct to my page, direct to a post if you can. And be like, yo, check out my latest post. Um... It just makes so much sense because now you have this additional leverage. And it goes even farther than that. If you're an influencer who's just an influencer, let's say you're not in one niche, you're like a fitness influencer, uh, you might have a brand like Yeti coming to you and be like, yo, can I get a shout out? Now, if you have an email list, you can be like, yeah, but my shout out costs more money because mm-hmm. I'm also going to do email and text. Um, so there's more money to be made in all of that. Most of what's the easiest way to make this stuff make sense is when you start talking about brands leveraging this for themselves, they build their email list. Um, and now they can, you know, SMS and email their products whenever they have a new release, whenever they have a sale, whenever they have a discount, it's black Friday, it's Memorial day, it's founders weekend, it's chatmatic founders day, like all these things you can actually hit them up with text message, email, and it's off algorithm. You don't even have to like bother your team with, all right, let's make sure we got 19 posts for today because we got to make sure they know the sales ending in here. So that brings me to. The, all right, Travis, I've got my list. I got it. I, I could imagine some campaigns where I could get people off of the algorithm. I've got them on my email list. I'm not a marketer. What do I do? Yeah. I will tell you right now, this is the formula. It's four steps. It's four stages. Um, I call it my four pillars for a successful promotion. Um, this is what I do in every promotion that I've ever done. And it would shock you to see how much money we can make when we do this. There's layers to it. So you can take each layer as deep as you want to potentially draw more money out of it. But if you miss one of these four steps, that's why you're not making as much money as you could be. And what's cool, if you're listening and watching, if you're an agency, you can actually implement these four stages for your clients on their, on their algorithm channels. This is also something that'll benefit on the algorithm. It just works way better off. Um, and, Every promotion. I mean, man, we just did live event and I did the live event exactly the same way with the same, same setup. Um, the very first pillar or stage is what I call the lead in, uh, way too often we see people and I'm sure you've seen them on Instagram. Hey, here it is. And we're like, what? Here's what? I didn't know this was coming. It's like, imagine, imagine tomorrow you walk outside and you're like, wait, is there, is there a hurricane? Like nobody (laughs) told you a hurricane was coming. Yeah. It's like, that would be really upsetting. You didn't have a time. You didn't have time to prep, like even mentally prep. If if I know mentally it's coming, like, okay, all right, 
at least I know. But like, if you don't know and you literally walk out in the middle of it, you're like, I was wearing shorts and sandals and now I got to at least bring an umbrella. You know what I mean? Like some lead in to every important piece of information in your life would make a difference. And I feel like it's easier to conceptualize when you're thinking of like a, a webinar or a live event, but yep. it, this literally can be. It's brain. free shipping coming this weekend. Yeah. It's our, our, our founding weekend is coming on Friday. We're dropping a new. Today's shirt. Tuesday. Yeah. Like we're dropping some new merch. Yep. And you see people is. do it, but they do it too casually. They do it once. And, and here's the, the, the best part, right? We're talking about algorithm to inbox. We get all these people, these brands, e-commerce too. Oh no, we made some posts about it, dude. Yeah, but your post can only reach 8% of your audience. Exactly. And so that means 92% of your audience has no idea it's coming. It's like, oh, well, we don't want to like bombard them. It's like, no, but they want you. But to. on an algorithm, you they, have to. Yeah. They, and and some of the people, you. you're not bombarding everybody. You're well, only bombarding you're sending, a small percentage. Yeah, you're sending emails. You're sending SMS. You're telling that is a that, bombardment, but those, it's you're telling those the right people kind. that signed up and gave you their info. You're telling yep. them, hey, this is what you signed up for. I you also think the, one the bombardment know. idea, which is something that we've dealt with in the past, clients saying that. You, one of the things you have to realize is it doesn't feel like bombardment when it's in different channels. So mm-hmm. if, if it's like seven emails in a row, yo, take it back. A bunch of DMs, take it back. Text messages, take it back. Posts even, slow it down, dude. But when it's a post, an email, a text, it, then it just feels like, okay, yeah, I'm on all these channels. It was one notification in each one. Got it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's the big difference for a lot of you brands out there or people who are running you know, agencies. If Again, if you hear somebody asking about that, you should know that. Um, so first stage is lead in. Hey, we've got a sale coming up. Here's the details of the sale. Get prepared. Tell people about it. It's coming. It's coming. Uh one of the reasons that people love uh, things like Christmas and Thanksgiving so much because we know internally it's coming. We have an internal clock. We know it's counting down. Like or Black Friday, it's like okay, this yep. is this is it, right? We here. have literal Advent calendars for Christmas Day <laughs> to allow us to remind ourselves every day of the month in December that this thing is coming. And most of the time, as a kid, what are you excited about? Getting something, right? So it's like, granted, you. As a, as a business, as a business owner, as wh- whoever is, is listening and watching, yeah, I, I told him it was coming. Treat it like it's a big deal to let them know it's coming. Remind them multiple times. Uh, that's one of the reasons that I've had a decent amount of success in my career is the lead-in process is let's get everybody notified this thing is coming. It's a live webinar. Okay, you got to tell people. That's really clear and obvious. But, oh, you've got a sale coming. Oh, you're dropping a new shirt. Oh, you're opening your store. One of the most hilarious things I see is like big influencers. Hey, I'm dropping this new book. One post. And then you hear about it not again for like three weeks. And it's like, hey, tomorrow my book's coming out. It's like, okay. You had three weeks to tell me that your book was coming out and give me more info. Like create 10 posts that describe why I should care that your book is coming out. Not just one post like, hey, it's coming out. Cool, dude. And obviously I'm not going to see all 10 of them. Exactly. I may see two or three People of them. forget algorithms work that way. Yeah. Like it, it, to me, it stuns me to think like, yeah, I have I have 9,000 followers on, on uh, Instagram. It's a humble brag. Um, 9,000 followers on Instagram. If I make a post... Almost nobody sees them. So it's like, I know I can post the same thing five times in a week. And, and like the algorithm would eventually catch up and be like, okay, this dude's just posting the same stuff. But my audience would be different almost every time. Yeah. So if you have a message that you want your audience to get and you think they want to get it, you got to tell them. So that's the lead in. Tell them about it. Then my next pillar is the event. The event is like, hey, my book is out, right? Way too often. And this is where influencers drop the ball and a lot of brands too. 
Uh, yeah, we're doing a sale this weekend, Friday. Hey, we're having a sale right now. We love it. It's called a flash sale. We love doing that. That was really cool. Back in the day, flash sales were great, especially when people were like um, actively seeking you versus yeah. you needing to now seek them because now they all shop on uh, Amazon anyways. Well, and it's like swipe up to get it. It's one swipe up. Yeah. Or like it might even be just like it might. Let's say it's like three, but that's gone in 24 hours. And now you got to do more and people forget. Oh, I, I had it. I, I posted. They should know about it. So the event is okay. The thing is now live. It's ready for sale. I'm dropping this new shirt. We're dropping these new this new store. I got this book. We got this membership coming out. You've done a good job on the lead in. Now you've got to let them know, hey, the, this is actually happening. And you've got to pull that off, right? That's where the majority of the meat is. Is like, hey, we're here. A majority of your sales don't happen there, uh, even on a webinar. Uh, I, I would say it's about 20 to 25% of your sales are going to come from that second pillar. But most people only do that pillar. Yeah, they hey, the book's here. Go get it. And then you don't hear anything for a month. It's, it's like, like maybe what, they dude? do like half of the like first step, half the lead in. Yeah, it's like, hey, like my uh, book is coming soon. And, and then, then it's like, my book's here. And that's it. Like, okay, now back to normal programming because it's like, I don't want to, you know, over hit them with the thing. It's like, but it has value to them, right? I always go back to like the, the curing cancer analogy. Like if you can cure somebody's cancer and you only tell them about it once, like you, you're, you are, you're a you're rude a person. person. Yeah. Like I can, I, I can cure your cancer. Okay. Yeah. I'm busy right now. Okay. Now forget it. Forget it. Die. Go die. <laughs> like that's basically what you're doing, right? It's... I believe in my product. Yeah. I believe that what we teach can help people, can help brands. Our software can help people and help brands. If I only tell you about it once, I'm an, I'm a moron because especially in the fast paced world that we're in, if I got an ad for something right now, guess what? I'm not paying attention to it because I'm a little busy, but I might the next time, the next time, the next time. So it's having this omnipotence, this, this ability to reach people over multiple different channels uh, that makes a really big difference. So you've got the lead in and the event. The next important step is the replay. You've got to let people know that the event happened. A lot of times, hey, my book's here. Cool. Next day, guys, if you didn't see it, yesterday I dropped a link to my book. Hey, guys, two days ago I dropped a link to my book. Now Randy is saying this about my book. Yep. That replay process of you allowing people the chance to come in after the fact is massive. Most businesses forget that. Whenever you're creating a campaign, this is golden, by the way. If you're not writing this down, if you're an agency owner and you're not writing this down, boy, oh boy. If you are a business owner and you're not writing this down, you're even more screwed because you're, you're just literally leaving money on the table. Every campaign that you're thinking about running should be run in these four stages. Like every one of them. Oh, hey, yeah, you know what? Well, we're going to release this new PDF. Okay, cool. Tell people about it. Then release it. Then remind them that you released it. One of the funniest things I see when in email is I get an email from somebody, hey, my offer's live. And that's the, that's the last email I'll get. And it's like, did you expect me to take action the very first email? Some people need to see this sales page four or five times. They need to see the emails five or six times. Like, I think the biggest thing is people have a hard time conceptualizing, okay, how do I do that replay stage if there's no there's really no scarcity, right? Like my book's always going to be there. Right. Right. So like, how do I put kind of that urgency on them? Like, Hey, I dropped this. And I think it's simple as like, I just dropped this. 
for the next couple of days, like 20% off. Yeah. Like, and even if you're not doing 20% off what I've kind of defaulted to, and this was a great way to get people to buy higher ticket stuff. It also works lower ticket. Um, is you can, it's this like be real moment where you're like, Hey, um, Russell Brunson does this in his webinars. He'll be like, yeah, 997. And he's like, let me just be honest with you guys. I don't need your money. Like I don't, I, like I'm fine. I make enough money on my own. Your 997 versus all the other people who are buying. I like, I literally, I don't need yours. Like yours will help us grow the company and it's great, but you need this. Yeah. Like, I don't need your, you're sitting on this. You're going to delay this for 10 days. Cause you're like, well, I don't know. And then 10 days from now, you're going to be like, oh, I should have just done that because you need it. Not me. You're here because of you, not because of me. So like make, make the call. Just don't end up wasting more of your time. So I think the same thing's true with a book, right? Like I think my book can help you do X. If you don't get it today, that's 10 more days or 15 more days or a hundred days until you get to do X. Yeah. Like my book's going to increase the quality of your life. How fast do you want that? If you're not dropping the phone and going to get my book right now, you're crazy. So you could put that like that interpersonal scarcity on it. But in the replay phase, all these people have this mindset that like when you send one email, people look at open rates like, okay, my open rate was 15%. Okay. Realize that doesn't mean that 85% saw your email and said, I don't want to open it. It means that maybe 30%, 40% saw your email and said, I don't want to open it. The rest of them quickly glanced over and deleted a bunch of stuff. Yeah. The, the rest of them, it was in their spam folder because one of the things in your email triggered a spam trigger and now it's in there. Like there's a million different reasons. So just because you send one email does not mean that your whole audience has seen your thing, right? So send another one, send another one. And then other, another layer deep. I sent an email. I said, here's the replay and they didn't buy. Well, some people need to see things multiple times. Let's say I send an email right now to my list. Hey, here's the replay. Somebody goes and watches it. They then leave the replay thinking, I'm going to get that thing. That thing's great. They talk to their spouse. They go to gymnastics class with their daughter. They come home and they forgot. Another email might help you close that deal. Oh, I, I knew I wanted that thing. Yeah, I very rarely buy something the first time I see it. Yeah. And then how many times have you bought something when it was that almost reminder feel like it was that like, Oh yeah, I, I, I wanted to exactly. get that. It's my bad. I like wanted to Dr. do that. Dr. Squatch or whatever finally got yep. me after like seeing 15 of their ads. I was like, you know what? And that's kind of the this. replay phase in, in an ad sequence. That would be the replay phase in email and SMS. Uh, another good example is uh, I just bought this book called The $100 Million Offer uh, by Alex Hormozzi. Uh, haven't read it yet, but I bought it because I saw he released it. Then I saw a bunch of other people going, yo, I just got this book. You need to get it. And I thought I should get this now before a year goes by and everybody's like, that was such a good book. Like, yeah. I want it. Whatever's in there that everybody loves, I want that now too. So there was that replay phase by, from other people too. But the fourth phase now, so we've got lead in, the event, the replay. Fourth phase, also missed out on by most people using email and SMS, the close. Hey, even if there's no real scarcity, hey, this is the last text you're gonna get about you're gonna get from me about this. Go grab this right now. Done. Cool. Yeah. Um, you can do opening weeks um, type deals. If you wanted to, I know a lot of people like his book, if you do the digital version was like a penny, you could buy the, the e-reader version for a penny. I wanted to support him. So I bought the paperback. Yeah. I like the paperback. Um, books. but 
So like you could do things that close it out on a special deal to reward the people who sign up with you first. Because if you're really thinking about the long game, let's say uh, I've, I've, I've found this thing. This is, they're definitely going to get me. Um, it's called the Beast Blender. They're on uh, Instagram. It's a really – you guys will all get ads for it now yeah, too because yeah. I've said it. Um, <laughs> uh, and so it's a little like glass blender. It looks way better than a normal big kind of cone blender. It's like, it, like nice and well-designed and it's glass. And it looks like it's made perfectly to make like, like thicker smoothies. Bullet? It looks kind of like that, but yeah. it's way more aesthetically pleasing. And it's like okay. glass on the outside. That's cool. So I'm going to probably end up getting this thing. But um, they, you know, if they, let's say in reference to like a replay, I see their post in my feed now all the time. Their ads are in my feed now all the time. If they did something where it was like, hey, this weekend only get this, I'd, I would do it because now I've got that close or that urgency. Um, but they don't have any email uh, right, right now. I'm not on any email list for them. I'm not on any SMS. So if they got me off of the algorithm, they could actually dictate that when that deal does come that I for sure see it versus right now I'm seeing other stuff cause I just followed them. Yeah. But in a week, if I don't start liking their stuff, they'll start to fade. And now they're, they're not necessarily losing a customer, but now I'm not buying for nine months instead of two. You know what I mean? Cause mm -hmm. now I forgot. Oh, and, and what happens if God forbid, cause Facebook is good. Facebook's going, this dude's in the mood for a blender. They're going to start showing me everybody else's blender. That's how, that's how it goes. And now because they're not getting me in their list and like pulling me to a close, right? Getting me to that like end, like get this now, here's this deal, entry level, first customer, whatever. Um, now I might be buying it from somebody else. I, I see that all the time too, especially like with how I buy stuff. It's like, I'll, I'll see it, I'll like it, but I won't remember the name. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's like, okay, well, I'm I'm gonna just Google, you know, swoop bottom tees and yeah, and then you find something else, and then you get ads for something else, and then you never see the original one exactly. again. Exactly. And it's crazy because brands, businesses, everybody has no idea when until you start really thinking about it that this is how it goes. This is exactly what happens in your business while you're not getting as many sales as you probably could be because. It's hard to be everywhere, but if you're not an email and you're not an SMS, you don't control their full attention. You are allowing someone else, and this is another one that should motivate a lot of you brands. If you're not an SMS and you're not an email, somebody else is. Like, especially with us, like, like okay, yeah, you sell some really great pre-workout. If you don't sign on with me, I'm really good at what I do. Somebody who sells pre-workout will, and now we're going to get them into, an, uh, into a sequence. We're going to get their email and SMS, and I'm going to put them through my four stage that I just described. Here's what's great about the sequences. As soon as you collect their email in Chatmatic, you can build these four stages because yep. you can be evergreen, right? Good example. You've got a pre-workout. You want to give everybody a four-stage promo when they first sign up. So here's how it would go. Hey, go to my profile and DM me VIP to get a VIP discount your first time of buying this this pre-workout takes them in hey confirm your email got the email great check your email we're going to send you information automatically chatmatic sends them an email day one boom lead in hey this weekend or in 24 hours we're going to give you this right so you don't even have to give it to them right away this is kind of cool because it builds up that little bit of pressure cooking like oh i think i'm actually in the middle of a real deal yeah but it feels evergreen because it's going to expire then 24 hours later another email hey it's live then 24 hours later, hey, I just wanted to make sure you saw it was live. Then 24 hours later, it's closing in 24 hours. Then 23 hours, this is done in one hour. 
they're going to buy. Yeah, you're rewarding them for coming in, but again, it's, it's, it is ever. And you're putting them through five emails that gets them to take action versus like, yeah, I got their email, but now what? Oh, I just send broadcast. That's it. No, why don't, why don't you have some evergreen flows that work? So now when you send that broadcast in a month, you send it to everybody, you've got more subscribers to do it. But now your workflows when you're collecting emails are getting you more. Oh, you got SMS too. Now do an SMS that's in conjunction with the email. Did user open this email? If not, send this text. Like there's some crazy stuff you can do. Yeah, uh, and now you're sending them a text. Hey, I just wanted to let you know, I, I, I didn't mean to hit you up in text, but like I saw that you missed our last email and our last email was the final one to let you know about our sale on this pre-workout. Like this is, here's some five reasons you should get it right now. Click the link below to get it. You will make more money, exponentially more money than you would make paying for the soft, then you'll pay for the software oh, yeah. and, and the software more money because compared to that. It's, it's pennies. One pre-workout. Um, but the, but the brilliant end result is if you're an agency, you're going to make your clients a lot more money building these sequences. Cause now the VIP sequence, that's one sequence. That's just for pre-workout. What about a VIP sequence for protein? What about a VIP sequence for, uh, you know, whatever else you've got some like sort of vascular thing that makes you look all yoked what about, you know, some, uh, like there, there's so many products too. Like I think about like uh, women, because I don't, I don't do a whole lot of shopping in that realm. Like I, I, I shop for my wife, but in certain areas, like here's a gift card, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's like, I started thinking about like, uh, they do stuff like bronzers and skin toners and makeups and like uh, fake spray that makes you look like you're tan. Yeah. yeah. All these things. Like I bet you they sell other stuff too. Like the fake spray sells a bunch of other stuff. Now you get a welcome email for the fake spray, a welcome email for the lotion, a welcome email for this thing, a welcome email for whatever it is. You've got sequences that run them through email sequences all built into our platform. So now when they subscribe for bronzer, bang, seven-day email sequence pre-built, done. You don't have to worry about it. And again, you can build those sequences in your actual email autoresponders so you could see how it, you know, transfer it over there. Subscriber gave me email, send to Clavio. Clavio, send this seven-day sequence. Boom. And as an agency owner, now you're working with that client. You have 30,000, 40,000 emails, 20,000 SMS numbers. Those people aren't going anywhere. And the, the company they definitely can't. can't. go anywhere. I mean, they might say like, okay, yeah, just give me an export of the, of the list. But like, it's really hard for them to then import that, especially emails. If they're trying to import it into another third-party platform, it's almost impossible. So they got to keep them in Chatmatic, which means they've got to keep you if you're an agency owner. But Well, um, do your job. Of course, make them money. Obviously, you want to be able to make them money. But <laughs> yeah. there's just so much leverage to this industry because now we've seen, and, and this is like a perfect place to wrap it, we've seen that you, you can't really rely on the algorithm. The algorithm only gives you so much. It only takes you so far. If you're fully committed and dedicated to the algorithm, you are going to miss sales because your best people can't see all of your stuff. We've made that pretty clear. They don't see it all the time. Some of them don't see it ever. Some of them don't see it because they've got a new filter that they didn't even know they was, that was already pre-installed on their Instagram. Yeah. Stuff like that's going to happen. If you're a real business owner, you want them off-platform. So what do we do? We create sequences that says, hey, DM me VIP once a day little swipe up. Hey, DM me VIP and get on my VIP list. I'll give you 20% off my first course, whatever it is, right? Now you've got a seven-day email sequence built in Chatmatic that gives them that discount, but it's evergreen. So it expires at the end of the seven days. Now that's done, but now you've also built a list that you can now broadcast to. So the next time you have an affiliate offer, the next time you have a, a video app game that you want to promote, or the next time you have a sponsor that wants a shout out, the next time that you yourself wants to open a brand, you have a dedicated, formal way of announcing it 
that isn't reliant on algorithms. And that ultimately is what's led to me being able to make multiple seven figures in the last few years is I, on, I only have a list. Yeah. I don't have the other. Like I don't have the constantly inflowing free traffic source, which is amazing. But if I did, I would turn them into leads and I would turn those leads into sales over the lifetime of it. It's just being a real business, I feel like, at that point. And, and, and I think what's cool, and I want you guys to take this out of, the, uh, out of this uh, little session today, is number one, being on the algorithm makes you, again, very dependent on something that you have no control over. But when you get off the platform, that thought of like, what do I do? Build sequences that help you get to your end result by using that four pillar of a promotion setup. Get them into the lead in, do a live, do the actual event, right? Release the thing, replay, remind them that it's there and then close it out. Make it go away. Make it be the end. One of the reasons we don't buy things online is because we know it's always going to be there. One of the things that you had mentioned about, like, I'll look at like a swoop bottom tee and be like, I'll get it later. It's because we know a t-shirt company is never going to stop selling t-shirts except my favorite t-shirt company went out of business, uh, which is weird. They should have had better marketing. I know. I think so. But they, <laughs> uh, they, so we know it's evergreen in most purchases online, especially we're now used to Amazon. We can do it. Not only can we buy it whenever we want, it'll be at our house in 45 seconds, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, so it's like, like you buy it and there's a knock on the door. Like yeah, there's no way that's possible. Um, but because we're in that evergreen buying state, we know as consumers, I can get this whenever I want. But if you give them a close to it, you'll see a dramatic increase in sales. And in fact, I think a lot of agencies could go into a business. The only thing they offer them is a, is a formal close to some of their promotions, and that business will make exponentially more money. I would guess 25 to 40% more money by actually giving people a reason to make the buying decision. Hey, this weekend only, then on Sunday, hit them with two emails. Hey, this is your last day, Sunday night. This is literally it and you'll get sales. I can show you guys my autoresponder at some point if you ever come into the office and hang out. Um, I'll show you all my closing emails. Absolutely smash. I did last year, might have been this year, Didn't I did $98,000 in one email, which was a close email. It was my, this is your last chance to sign up. Must have been the end of last year. I think it was, it might have been, yeah, it might have been, no, it was, in, I think, yeah, end of Janu uh, December. Yeah. So it was end of 2020. Uh, 98,000 in one single email. And it was because that was the last chance anybody could take advantage of this offer that I was making. Um, and I just think there's so many businesses that are missing out on that. So hopefully you guys can take that, leverage it for yourself, leverage it for your brands. Hopefully this gives you guys some ammo. If you're trying to start an agency, if you are running your own business and this doesn't give you a clear reason to go to chatmatic.com right now and sign up for our free trial, I don't know what will. You're going to be able to put all of this into, into your own control and ecosystem like uh, pretty much right away. So um, that's all I want to do for you guys today. We'll be back with a new episode of Bots and Business soon. Make sure you guys, wherever you're watching this, if it's on YouTube or if it's on an audio channel, make sure you guys please go leave us a review. Tell people what you think. Share this with friends. Like it if it's available. You know all the cool things. Um, go do that for us. It would mean the world to us. We want to keep making content like this for you guys. So let us know what you want to see. And uh, we'll be back again soon. See you guys.